When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything! If you feel that there's more to life than iPhones, iPads, and mindless consumerism, if you're searching for the keys to unlock your true potential, if you're open to receiving information in all forms in any number of ways, if organized religion, organized political movements, and any form of collectivism doesn't just quite cut it for you, if you engage in critical thinking, if you think for yourself, if you don't think you're crazy for not agreeing with the herd mentality, if you have peace and love in your heart and Jack Daniels in your bloodstream, if you believe that seriousness is a disease, if you're curious, then come, let us go on a journey together as we explore the outer limits of inner truth. Welcome to the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. OuterLimitsRadio.com. I'm your host, Ryan. Today, we're going to go round three with Mr. Chung Fu, our favorite channeled spirit. We're going to talk to Miss Sally Pullinger. She's going to tell us about what Mr. Fu is up to, what some of the lessons he's teaching. Real excited about this. And without further ado, the Outer Limits of Tooth Radio Show proudly presents part three of our discussions with Mr. Chung Fu. Joining us now is Miss Sally Pullinger, metaphysical teacher, the individual who channels Mr. Chung Fu. Miss Pullinger, thank you, and thank you so much for being back with us today. Hello. <laughs> hey, Hi, Ryan. Pullinger. It's lovely. Hey, oh. it's, such fun. it's always fun to do interviews with you. You always make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I usually, hopefully not by uh, on purpose. Um what I want to know is I want to know what are these new seminars that you guys are offering? So the teleseminars are really uh, Chang Fu desiring to uh, to reach more people. Basically, all this year since last April, well, or last year I should say, since last April, once a month we just open the lines and people come in on computers or on, on phones. Uh, Chang Fu speaks. And he brings in various subjects, and then people ask questions. They get their questions answered, and it's it's as though he's reaching out to see who will remember or who will um, feel his inner call. Because that's what we find with Chong Fu is that he's he seems to know people. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really understand entirely how that works, but people get a call from inside. Some people arrive and they say, you know. I, I saw him. I saw him last night. I saw him in my dreams. Or, oh, he's that little Chinaman I used to see in my twenties. Or, <laughs> they have this kind of, yeah, he gets about. He, I don't really understand his mission, but he sometimes says, I, I've got an astral incarnation. Like he's there in the ethers, and uh, gathering people at a soul level. And it's like we need that at the moment. We need some guidance because things are pretty awry, aren't they? So that's what I think is the purpose of the teleseminars, to 
open the lines of discussion, to draw people into some deep thinking about about how to change, really. It's a lot about inner change. It's a lot about inner healing, soul healing, and understanding an overview of where we are as human beings in the world today. Yeah. Okay, well, what is the difference between this type of seminar healings that you're doing in comparison to the uh, transmissions where Mr. Fu has spoken for periods of time, people have gotten the chance to ask questions. So what is the difference between those and uh, these new types of healing sessions that you're doing? And, and the, the deep soul immersions, you mean? Yes. The deep soul immersions are entirely different from the teleseminars, where you could say the teleseminars are uh, kind of fast-moving, they're keeping the mind uh, in a way occupied with the various subjects that are coming up, um, drawing people into contemplating certain matters uh, and really evoking a lot of questioning and curiosity uh, out of people so that they are really opening their minds to, the, to, to expand into the realization of the presence of soul, spirit, and other beings in our, in our world. The deep soul immersion is very different in that he is calling people forward to say, hey, it's all inside you. Want to find it? Let's go. Let's dive. Let's go deep. And what he does in those sessions is that, uh, I wish I knew how, but somehow he gets us into this deep, connected state. And stuff comes up, feelings come up, sometimes, you know, anything from anger to, to fear and everything in between old emotions, memories. He is taking us into a deep soul uh, space really inside us to both source our power, but also in a sense to find places which are difficult to find that need healing, uh, difficult to find when we're just on our own or plowing through our life or keeping going and powering on and, uh, you know, in the busy lives people lead. There's not much time and not much support perhaps to go deeper for inward inquiry. So they are they are about going down and in, and the tele-seminars feel more like coming kind of up and across and out and drawing people in, probably knowing Chung Fu with the ultimate intention to, to lead anyone who wishes and feels ready to be led into that deep space. I would say that the deep soul immersions and the inner soul work is is where Chung Fu is at, is what, is what he believes to be the most important understanding people need at this time. All right. Now, when you say being led, do you find that it could be, is it either Chung Fu is, is calling people to be led by him, or is he calling upon people to utilize the tools to lead themselves? Oh, definitely. But, but somewhere we all need a little helping hand at some point. So that's the thing. What that, that that is what we have learned from you know 40 years basically of journeying with Chung Fu and all the beings that he brings in, is that his great mission is precisely that. And you do know that because we've talked. And that's why you asked the question, which I I can I can understand, is that you know his absolute teaching is you know you are your own master. You are you are the divine being within you is everything you need and really if he's doing any leadership it's he's leading us to our own inner leader he is and then he lets go and then he 
but then he'll also catch us. So he's kind of like a great, big, amazing friend who once we've met him, it's kind of like he's there. We can ask him, but he he's not he doesn't make people dependent at all. So he's really interested in evolution, in the evolution of the human soul at this time. And the other thing I find about him is he grows. You know, he he works with us and he listens and he he kind of amalgamates everything all the time. He's he's constantly in in his own in his own evolution basically. Yeah. So I- how do you feel Mr. Fu has evolved since his days, even with... Well, um, that's right. Well, when I said since he... Mar- yeah, since they with Marshall Lever, like, how would you describe him, yeah, his evolution? Well, that's so interesting. And, and who is Chung Fu, you know? And probably maybe there are as many Chung Fu's as there are of us, you know? Because, you know, the name, as you know, means inner truth and good faith. And Chung Fu always says he's part of a massive oversoul connected to the Christ energy. So, or, or part of the Christ energy. And he, he is sometimes uses words and associations that kind of blur the entire way that we try to define and kind of, you know, hierarchically um, delineate spirituality and beings. But but what I really feel is that uh, he um, is able to bring himself, bring, bring it, really, bring the truth uh, into words through me, but actually, we've also had communications with other people. And as you say, Marshall Lever, I mean, he was the first time I met Chung Fu. But that's not the first time Chung Fu has apparently, according to him, channeled through beings because he's been doing that for a long time of our time. And so how was it different? Well, when I met Marshall Lever, I had a half-hour session delivered in very, you know, matter-of-fact, powerful male voice um, you know, just half an hour, uh, uh, and it was like a, a sort of a, a photograph, really, a spiritual photograph of where I was at at that time. I was 26, and that coincided literally that year. That was the uh, fourth year of my uh, psychic development work with my um, teacher, uh, Ivy Northage, at the Spiritualist Association in, in, in London, and that coincided that year with Chung Fu starting to kind of dribblingly, because I had this salival drip, which is what, <laughs> which is what Marshall had, which is what was showed me that that was, you know, something going on with my body, and that's how he started coming in. And that was at the same time, strangely, that I met him kind of through Marshall Lever. And Chung Fu always said to us at that time, you know, I'm coming through Marshall, I'm coming through you, um, uh, and things are evolving. I'm also coming through a couple of other groups of people. He said one was in Wales and one was in America. So, but that wasn't Marshall. So additionally, so you know, it's definitely, um, yeah, very interesting how all that happens from from one source of truth because we are, aren't we, all connected to one source of truth? He he talked a lot about the cosmos, about how how the universe was formed, the stars, the planets. Um, and a lot about crystals, crystal travel, crystal healing. That was his very first teaching through us. And then he started to work with us. We were a big family. He started to work with us on kind of emotional connection and bringing higher self in because a big family had a lot going on. And then that evolved 
as Sophie and I took on the work as ourselves and came forward with it 12 years ago, and Chong Fu said to us, I, I actually want to teach, and I nearly, you know, uh, I, I, whew, I was like, whoa, teach what? I have no idea how I do what I do. And he said, no, I didn't ask you to teach. I said, I want to teach. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and that was the whole evolution in itself of um, really watching Chung Fu teaching and kind of jaw drop a bit. Wow, this is another page out of your book, you know. And watching him create these deep relationships with people and watching and experiencing on the inside for me an amazing kind of love, an amazing deep soul allyship, um, you know, an ability to get people to go very deep. I say to get people to, that was the love. It was these love relationships he made with people. Miss Sally Pollinger, it was great to have you back on the program. We're so honored for you to be with us today. And thank you for bringing back Mr. Chung Fu. Sally, where can we learn more about you and learn more about uh, Deep Soul Connections? You can click on our website, <laughs> which is <laughs> www.deepsoulconnection.com. Blessings and peace to you, Miss Sally Pollinger. Always a great pleasure to have you with us. Thank you. Love you very much. Thank you, Ryan. Lots of love. Greetings to you, Mr. Fu. Blessings and peace, beloved. May the living spirit that is within all things come forward within your mind and heart and body, bringing you clarity and light, courage, open-heartedness and love, peace and harmony, and deep understanding that is beyond the mind. Since the last time we spoke, we got a tremendous response to our first two interviews. A lot of people asking a lot of questions. Uh, one of the most common questions is, will Mr. Fu make a third appearance? And uh, you fulfill that. And one of the first questions we have is that if there's no creation, no beginning, no end, and time is an illusion, what is evolution? How is evolution possible? If time is an illusion, where are we evolving from if there really is no time? So statements are occurring within different dimensions here. The dimension within which there is no time, that eternal and infinite dimension that is right, is in a state of perfection, is the God force, is the permanence of divine presence. That is itself. Evolution occurs within all other dimensions as energy is emanating into these manifest worlds, into the denser vibrations, down through the worlds of light and through all the dimensions. Energy is in creation that pours through from the divine source into precisely impermanent worlds. And so... In that sense, one must understand that language is an approximation. Language is an impermanence. Language is also also uh, changing, always changing. And so, as we bring in words the realities from the divine source, as you come through ever denser vibrations of light and into sound and into form, then we arrive into this, the third 
and most dense vibration where creation is indeed having many beginnings and endings as you have most certainly all of you noticed that there is birth and there is then life and then there is death. And so within the physical realms, this is the most clear example of beginnings and endings of evolution and change and transformation, which is most certainly worthwhile to engage yourselves within. For it is this level that you have chosen to experience, choosing this from your higher self, choosing this from your God nature to appear and to experience limitation, finiteness, beginning and ending and all manner of reality. So many different uh, vibrations and resonant fields may be experienced within the vastness of dimensionality. Peace. Blessings and peace, Mr. Phil. Is time a necessity for a point A to point B growth process, not only in the third dimension, but other dimensions as well? Is time something that is universally used as a construct or a means for evolution. That is right. And so, time exists within the lower dimensions. Time and space, in that sense, exist in the third, fourth, and fifth dimensions, starting then to become imperceptible and, in that sense, moving in the sixth and upward dimensions. And so, when you talk about time and evolution, when you talk about points A to B, they only exist within the time-space reality. We call this illusion only, in that sense, in juxtaposition to that divine infinite of which I speak. Only in uh, juxtaposition to that infinite timelessness of presence is everything on this material plane that's uh, called illusion, uh, though this does not mean it, it does not have its own reality. It is to be very careful and mindful when trying to understand these matters and not applying the laws of one dimensionality to another, because in that case you will get into extreme difficulty. And so transcendence becomes about a state of being, a state of consciousness which is why then that if you attain to other levels of consciousness, you are able to time travel, so to speak, to move into other dimensions of your being at the same time, seemingly, to experience, to be able to bilocate, trilocate, or multilocate, as you discover that there is in fact uh, no beginning and no end to your essence to the consciousness that is your beingness. And when you reach those levels of your being, then you are indeed moving inside your God nature and you are beyond the limitations of form and beyond the fifth and probably the sixth dimension in your awareness. And there are human beings who most definitely are able to manifest this consciousness. Peace. Blessings and peace, Mr. Fu. This idea that we are all part of this divine source and that we are all God, uh, 
right now, some people maybe can't grasp that concept, but they don't realize it. Is it. Are we in this reality right now because we have forgotten that we are part of this divine source? And the more you, you connect with that divine source, is that what allows you to reach higher dimensional realms? Blessings and peace. Peace, beloved. Yes. In, in a sense, we can answer the question as one, but it's not. I will, I will start and we will evolve it. And so, <laughs> yes, you question. have uh, hit upon something when you are saying that uh, in your consciousness, if you cannot understand that divinity within you, if you cannot sense it or feel it, then, in a sense, it cannot be there. It, it is. It's. It's auto canceling. It cancels itself out. The consciousness is within you, but if you can't sense it in your mental, emotional, and physical human self, then you wait. You come back. You are. You are always reincarnating until the lifetime when, if you like, that memory or that consciousness has enough space to evolve within you. For there is much to learn, as you can imagine, as you come to earth to experience physicality, emotionality, and, and the mental states, which are perhaps the most complex states to, to realize as these questions demonstrate in the mind is the most opportunity for confusion, for a twisted thinking, for misunderstanding and for interference where the divine, the divinity of your nature is prevented from coming through. In those lives as you choose to incarnate from that es essence, from that, you could say, invisible and formless essence which is the light of the, of the divinity within the source of all that is that comes from a place which cannot be defined in third-dimensional language and thinking. But as you come through the levels into incarnation, it is very possible to describe it that you lose your memory, that you then awaken. That's why it is called awakening to your divine consciousness, because you are so in, in such a different dimension, such a lower vibration, such a dense uh, uh, reality, it is very understandable that as you struggle to, to sense the duality of the physical plane, uh, it, it is overwhelming for your heart, your mind, your senses. It takes a few lifetimes for you to sort of get on your feet and start... Mm, smelling and realizing the beauty and the wonder of creation and starting to awaken and your God nature starts to literally emerge from you. Or we say that those who are innocent and in a sense are just in their essence of feeling are very close to their God nature as well and therefore we include children in that awakened category of beings. So they can easily fall asleep again, as you might say, as they evolve towards adulthood and further confusion. In regards to the second part of the question, uh, which is that, you know, can I effectively, you will have to remind me of the question in a moment in its intricacy, but effectively, you see, uh, as you decide to invite your God nature in, 
then your your dual nature, the part of you that has in fact been split off, that is experiencing basically separation, that is convinced through various thought patterns, it cannot possibly be true, or that the divine essence within is trying to transmit that love, pure love is possible, that that, that beauty and wonder, that miracles are possible, that all of the wondrous and divine presence can actually happen in the here and now. As that part of you awakens, it is a dual process. The God nature within communicates with it and changes it from the inside. And that awakening does happen from within, which is the very work that we are doing. Now, I'm not sure I've entirely answered that last part of your question. No, it's, a, it's actually leading into another question, Mr. Phil. Yes. And that comes in this idea or this notion that there is something called a reincarnation trap. Like the, the idea that we repeatedly reincarnate and that our memory is erased and that we forget all those lessons consciously that we learned in a previous life incarnation do you feel that that could actually be detrimental to an evolution because you may have actually gotten a lot of these lessons and then you have a next life and in the meanwhile your next life is spent trying to figure out a lot of stuff you previously learned and what I'm really trying to ask is that is there something called a reincarnation trap are we are we trapped to repeat these cycles until we have one lifetime where we you know evolve ourselves so high and that we break out peace blessings peace yes i hear your question no, there cannot be really a trap as such. Uh, there can be uh, deeply ingrained habits and wounds of the soul, of the mind, of the heart, that that uh, need such deep work that you can feel a repetitive nature. I've been here before. I knew this. Why did I have to do this again? I don't want to come back. A kind of dread of return, a feeling of having so many times experienced this, not again. Uh, I, I speak to a lot of beings who, who just are desperate not to come back to the earth because it's in such a state, because they don't want to experience this terrible disharmony and conflict ever again. Uh, but no, it's not a trap. It is that you have different purposes, although you might not think so, uh, that it is a wholeness, more like a, a wheel, and the spokes of a wheel than a progression. It's not really, oh, I get better and better each time. It's, have I learned this color? Have I experienced this aspect? Am I whole? Have I experienced everything there is in, in this wonderful opportunity of the physical creation? Physical creation is an extraordinary opportunity for the soul's evolution. And on the earth, it is a special, uh, a special nature that this evolution has, uh, particularly centered around the heart and the power of love. There are different places to incarnate and different levels of density uh, in which to incarnate. But in this physical incarnation, it, it is a special um, focus on beauty and love on peace and harmony, and that is really why sometimes it has to be so-called repeated, because you might have looked at this angle, but not that one. There is so much, in fact, to experience. Have you not 
thought of that sometimes yourself. Next life, I'm going to come back and I'm going to be a, you know, a fisherman on the coast of Greece, you know. Next time I'm going to come back, I'm going to be an opera singer in the great opera uh, houses of the world. There is so much to experience, beloved. And so, no, there is no such thing as a trap. Peace. Blessings and peace. And Mr. Fu, I want to bring your attention that recently I spoke uh, with an individual named Marilyn Harper on our show. She um, works with this being called Adriana. And apparently there's this council of light. There's this council of light beings that include Jesus and Buddha and St. Michael and all these light beings. And I actually talked to uh, this being. I said, listen, I said, if Mr. Fu is not on that council, you got to have Mr. Fu on the council. So I was petitioning you to be on this light council. I'm just kind of curious if you're aware of this light council. Of course, Peace. beloved. But there are more beings than you just mentioned in this council of light. And not all the beings are named. For for example, I am part of the great uh, oversoul of the Christ energy, as is Jesus, and as are many other beings, Melchizedek, uh, and so on. So they're not all named, beloved. And though, you know, of course, many people will come through certain windows of names and and. You know, you would talk to possibly another vessel who would name them differently in their language, in Russian, in Chinese, you know, in all sorts of religions and paths, they would be naming the beings on the Council of Light. And furthermore, in other dimensions, there are beings you do not even know their names. They are in other dimensionality. But of course, beloved, has always been a Council of Light. Always, since time immemorial. Peace. Blessings and peace. And Mr. Fu, we just got a great email. I was talking to Sophie and Sally about you are doing these transmissions. And you're going to have one in January, you're going to have one in February, and you're going to be called throughout the year. There are sessions with you. Can you please explain these new um, the transmissions that you're going to be doing, these two-day workshops? Uh, you mean the deep soul immersion. Yes, deep soul immersions. During which I will be giving transmissions. That's right, beloved. Well, really, they are very much related to everything you have been talking about. But at this time, there is a great need and a, a hunger and a necessity for human beings to be able to access their inner light. So I will be giving transmissions along with many beings who are accompanying me would say I am the the voice, I am the aperture through which this wisdom passes, but I am also holding a great um, gathering on the inner plane that is um, of all the beings, guides and helpers of those who come forward to do the deep soul immersion. Why is it called that? Because as we have been speaking together it is particularly hard at this time for people who have never had any assistance to connect with their higher self, to connect with the God energy, the Goddess energy within, to connect precisely to the Council of Light that is in fact connected through their guides and helpers and through the angelic realms to them. It is for people to gain access to a vast support system for their souls, that as they enter into the deep soul reality, the human race realizes more and more 
how many millions of souls there are who want to come, support, love, energize, heal, and uplift them. This is a beginning, a beginning of creating connection between the realms, between the millions of guides, helpers, and ascended beings trying to communicate at this time, and all those upon the earth who are willing to develop themselves, to become aware, to open up and become vessels of light for that light to shine through first of all into their lives, but there will be those who come upon uh, these soul immersions who are almost ready themselves to go out into the world to assist others. It is a time of great need, I think you would agree, for assistance for humanity. It is not just for the poor or the needy or the hungry in, in uh, physical, emotional, or mental terms. It's also for the rich, uh, for the very well endowed and for those who are ready to uh, and resourced and, and able to influence, to change the world, to bring light into, into the earth and into the human realm. Peace. Blessings, peace. Uh, okay, Mr. Fu, I'm back. Goodness. <laughs> I think I could only count to 30, beloved. Well, that's what it is. I, I want to um, I try to go really fast. <laughs> <laughs> Blessings, if please. Mr. Fu, mm. there are individuals on Earth right now that claim to be channeling various beings. They may actually be in contact with certain beings. And I'm curious to know, what are the indications that a person is channeling a being that has positive intentions for humanity and that they are not channeling a being that could be a lower density vibrational being that is just seeking to fulfill its ego. Blessings and peace. Peace, beloved. You know, there's a wonderful saying amongst us all that the teacher gets the student they deserve and the student gets the teacher they deserve. And you could put that through every possible relationship. The husband gets the wife, the wife gets the husband, the brother, the sister. And what this is really saying is, you know, it's all perfect if there are beings, and of course there are many levels of beings who are going to come through and speak with you. And it is going to be a matter, of course, of your discernment and of your taste, uh, you know, uh, Maybe some people do not enjoy uh, Chung Fu as much as you do. It's wonderful that you do. Therefore, we are well suited to have a wonderful, humorous dialogue and to enjoy each other greatly. You see, the spirits, in my view, uh, those who come through, they are either serving humanity or why do they not stay in the spirit realm? If they're coming through, they're coming through to serve humanity. Now, that might involve for some of the spirits some degree of recognition. They may need something. It is true that, uh, you know, beings can bring a lot without being necessarily uh, without uh, some need of their own. And so without judgment, uh, there are all kinds of beings uh, that, that may well communicate with humanity uh, and bring a lot of good and also have certain aspects which might... 
irritate or annoy some. But that, again, is for the individual to work out. I am very, uh, you know, thank you for your uh, for your love and appreciation of uh, my being. Uh, I am just here to love and to serve. That's it, really. There's nothing more complicated. And in in that beings come to me uh, to evolve, if you like, I would say to you, well, that is my evolution and my enormous delight, pleasure, and honor that my evolution here is to serve. That while I am appearing in the realms of the astral, it is so wonderful that the vehicle, her family, yourself, those wish to to assist in this uh, in this radiation of the divine source, uh, come to to be part. Uh, that we are together in this. That this is the purpose. You know, the, the the God nature is to share, to love, to emanate, to bring peace and harmony. This is how you know. You know, it's very, very simple. Do you feel good with this, with this channel, with this being? You know, are you feeling uplifted? Are you feeling inspired? Are you feeling better? And if you're feeling worse, are you feeling worse in a way that's going to lead to feeling better? Because I can assure you, those who work with Jung Fu can sometimes feel uh, pretty challenged by what I bring to them of the mirrors of their souls. They don't always feel superb after a session. They can feel really quite loaded with realizations and sort of homework, as you might say. So really, it's use your judgment. You know, I don't ever profess to judge another because it's simply not in in my particular philosophy to do that. Peace, dear one. Blessings and peace. Mr. Fu, in our physical reality, I mean, this is actually, I'm going to present to you a theory that I think it's been discussed in quantum physics. It's the idea of the observing particle theory, where a particle becomes a particle or comes into existence when it has an observer. <laughs> that and is very this, much a law of quantum physics. It's correct. Okay. Yes. okay. In the entertainment industry, a star is a star when a lot of people admire That's, that star. And they, they recognize it. That's right. What I'm, what I'm curious to know is if an individual or a being or an institution has a lot of people focusing their attention on it, does that institution or being or person become stronger? Do they have a greater presence? Is that a strengthening strengthening of their ego? Or does that have any impact, a strengthening or enhancement of the spiritual energy that they're able to carry? It depends entirely what the focus of those focusing is on. Depends what aspects. For example, if that institution or that organization is completely given to bringing through uh, what you could say is an altruistic uh, truth, a, a spiritual purpose, a service, uh, a gift, an honoring, a, a presence that is genuinely of the soul and of the spirit, then as people come a, a, and support and focus on that institution, even though uh, you know it might make that institution have more money or more this or more that, it will not alter the nature of that uh, uh, of that uh, purpose. It will augment 
It will augment the purpose. It will not alter it. It will augment the spirituality of the purpose. So everything follows the law of intention, of spiritual intention, and then the law in these realms of attraction. So those who are attracted uh, will, in that sense, augment the selflessness and the altruism of that spiritual purpose. On the other hand, if an organization has a kind of shadow element, that it purports to be our spirituality, but actually it has a material, deep, a deep presence of a material, um, you know, overriding goal. In, in other words, the materiality, because materiality is necessary within the physical plane, but where the materiality is overriding the spirituality, and ultimately that organization would drop their spiritual um, directive for the sake of more money, they will basically sell out, then that shadow will accrue, will get bigger and bigger and attract those who want to make money of this or that, and gradually that organization, as you can feel as I'm talking about it, will become heavy and will go into disrepute and will drown itself. So in other words, spiritual purpose lifts itself up, lifts all up who are there with it, and in a sense, it cleanses itself. So within an organization which has truly a deep, uh, a genuine and deep uh, directive of spiritual growth and evolution, those who are running the organization will, of course, be practicing that growth and evolution and self-cleansing and constant rigorous uh, inner work, and that leadership will then in, ensure the well-being of all who gather around that center. Does that answer your question, beloved? Yes, yes, Mr. Fu, it does. And actually, there's another part that leads into this, and that is that if people wish to change something in this physical reality that we are in on Earth, is what an effective mean means be to have individuals not pay attention to the ideal or the institution or the person, if people are withdrawing their focus, their energy, their attention, just by observing and they're withdrawing their observation, does that weaken that person, that institution, or that um, you know, thing on a etheric level? Does it weaken it spiritually? Are you talking about something beneficial or detrimental? I'm talking about something that would be detrimental. It would be ultimately okay, detrimental. Well. Yeah. Right. Yes, and the answer is yes. Because my other answer to you was that even if all the people in the world withdrew their attention from the God force and the presence of spirit, it would go on augmenting, it would go on evolving, because there are zillions of beings within the worlds of spirit who will be uplifting that great cause of evolution and goodness. However, in the world of human beings, that's right, when there is a negativity and a great conglomeration of, of toxicity around that negativity and there are you know people who want to change that and who want to bring change and goodness onto the earth and who want to clean up the earth clean up all kinds of aspects of uh, worldly living the worst thing to do is engage in conflict that then becomes of course war that is your religious wars over the centuries that is the political wars, that is everything that goes on uh, that is uh, of very low vibration and that then perpetuates war, perpetuates argument and conflict. So the most effective tool is to visualize and to 
to gather in, in, in the positive, in the complete positive affirmation of the opposite, you know, to just flick your eyes and know of the existence of the toxicity, of the pain, of the, uh, of the, 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 the damaging and detrimental uh, vibration, to just know it's there and then to expand your vision and in that sense cover it over with the luminosity of your energy to create visualizations, uh, world visualizations, meditations and to all focus on, on, on the, the bringing about, on the materialization of the most pure and most beneficial and uplifting realities upon your earth. Peace. It's a good blessing of peace. Uh, Mr. Fu, I spoke with a gentleman recently. His name is George Kavosilis. We had a very interesting discussion, and he talked about there being something called a synthetic god that is a god a being in our, rea- our world, our reality, that claims to be the uh, creator of all things, and it is the God that uh, most of the major religions on Earth are worshiping. And I was, and it, he said that this this God, this presence, doesn't have the best of intentions for humanity. That it is is going about. It is not the true creator of the universe. I was wondering what your thoughts were about that ideal, and I was wondering if there is one uh, divine conscious, one divine frequency that is um, outside of us that we are able to communicate, or are we just part of this God particle. Blessings and peace. Thank you. We're going to have to go into semantics a little bit here and uh, you know, uh, understand that anyone suggesting that God is something remotely human or goddess is human-like or, um, you know, could be described in any way like that, uh, we have to sort of take that concept out. So the concept of the divine or the presence uh, of the energy which is within every being that is of the source, that is, that, that is an entirely um, beyond human uh, reality. And so, yes, that reality becomes personalized uh, in each lineage as the, as the God force comes into manifestation. Now, to talk about a synthetic God, I think what he is talking about here, which I I can understand, is that through time there have been so many religions, so many attempts of the human mind to grasp what is this, what is this vast reality which can be experienced in the here and now and does feel for each individual that reaches to that realization, uh, the godliness within becomes manifest to them, becomes experiential. Miracles do happen and are possible. Extraordinary feats of a mind, heart, and of the physical and spiritual uh, uh, coincident worlds uh, are realities. They happen, they have been, you know, uh, uh, documented through the centuries. And so through this process, gradually over time, there has been a, become a great theosophical, constant, ongoing discussion. Who is God? What is God? What does this mean? Uh, and, and this personalization, this, th- th- there is a being. 
you know, that there is some being who means the world, uh, uh, this world is so small, it's not, it's not even this, just this earth, but some being who is in somehow in, a, in an intention of, um, of harming humanity. It is not like that. Uh, yes, there are energetic beings who, uh, in that sense, they are a collation. The, all the energies that are that's dark, that are that are unconscious, negative. Uh, you can feel that they cannot. They gather and cluster like great black clouds of energy, and sometimes a human being will be very attuned to such a presence. And a presence, as we were explaining in the, the previous um, question, uh, it, it, it accrues the energies that focus upon it. So as soon as you say that energy is there, you can pretty much prove it. You can say, well, yes, well, look at that and look at that. And clearly there is a dark cloud over humanity. And let's, you know, let's, let's, let's be honest. It's got, it's got a lot of power and it's got power over people and it's got bloodlust that turns to wars and there's violence everywhere. And where else could this possibly come from? And you see, this is the way the human mind can so easily be drawn into extremely, what I would call, um, divisive and rigid type of thinking and it is a dangerous kind of thinking in a certain way because it again it propagates fear you know such an idea is is is, is uh, it brings fear you can feel it. it it sort of engenders fear and so therefore it is engendered by fear and it comes into being through an experience of that of that shadow of that under that underside that very dark place that fear is within the psyche and so I, I just leave it at that you can sort of feel my answer there which is that yes yes people create all kinds of of uh, gods of ideas of, of really anything is possible you can have your god over here or over here you can imagine god to be this and god has to be that but the reality is these are creations of the human mind they can be useful creations or very damaging ones they can lead to love and expansion and upliftment or they can lead to fear but they are still creations and the answer is uh, really of another order as to what I personally refer to as the divine, as gods, goddesses, deities, enlightened and uh, uh, radiant beings. That is another another language. Peace. Blessings be. If there are certain, do certain words carry certain frequencies? Whereas, if you say a word, you are bringing a positive or negative energy. And the key about it is that. If one word in one culture means something powerful and something beautiful, yet in another culture it means something horrific, where does the power of that word, word lie? If a majority of people feel that the word is negative and you think it's positive, does it carry positive, uh, positive connotations? And the second part to that question is what are the three key words that a person can add to their vocabulary or say on a more regular basis, that provokes the light, that triggers the light to come in. Blessings and peace. Peace, beloved. That's right. Language is extremely important, especially at this time in your world, and has been used to 
influence minds to has been used for material gain has been used also to to hide truth uh, to in all kinds of ways poison and affect the human race as well as of course to uplift to heal to bring the light to bring connection to assist to heal and it is in that regard very important to understand thank you for the question the power of language of course i am speaking in your language which is uh, english and um there are modern words, you know, Chong Fu is often learning words from his students. Uh, this is a fascinating, uh, evolving medium language, just as the mind uh, is the most evolutionary aspect of, of the human incarnating uh, form. So language as part of mind is constantly evolving and able to hold ever greater, uh, stronger concepts, ever more light, ever more power. And also, of course, that can be the reverse. You are in a world of duality. Inside the soul, however, there is a world that is non-dual, that when you get inside the soul, you are able to then really augment the part of you that does not get drawn into the darkness, into that other side of language. When I say drawn into the soul, I don't necessarily mean that straight away you experience that, but as you strengthen the muscle that enables you to be in the vastness that is the soul reality. And so here is a perfect example, the word soul. What is soul? And then again, you know, uh, what is uh, through soul the perception that comes to, to mind, what is mind and what is soul, um, where are the boundaries between mind, soul, heart? Are there any? And then we come to the word light. You know, light is not always that sparkly phenomenon that perhaps some might think it is. Light can exist in very dark places as an aspect of darkness that is beauty, that is power and strength, but is dark. So again, the word light can be misleading. You know, a light can blind you. It can shine so strongly at you, it can obliterate you. The divine power if placed in your body right now would, would just burn you up to nothing. So... Everything is relative. Language is in the moment. To understand the power of the word and, and be, you know, to have ever tried translating from one language to another, uh, this is an extraordinary job, translation of the power of language, the internal uh, content of a word. When you try to translate it into another language, it, it changes to a completely different word to bring the inner power of what is contained in one language into, into another language. So yes, uh, you know, if you use 
if you use just letters or sounds, then you have to go beyond words in order to bring the language of divinity into being. Really, that is just pure sound. Sound takes you beyond words, beyond the mental. Sound can take you, well, it can take you in many directions, but for sure it can make itself understood to the being in pure vibrational terms. If you hear the sound of danger, the sound of something really uh, destructive, damaging, you, you can get that across in pure resonant uh, tones. Then if you want to uh, bring in the angelic beings and the divine presence, you will be making a completely different kind of sound and that will communicate direct into the soul, into the subconscious mind, into the body and into the heart. And so, really, we're talking here about conscious mind and how the conscious mind is able, in many different language formats, in many different ways, to communicate what the soul already knows deep inside to be good, of the light, uplifting, beautiful, kind, strong, loving. And what the soul already knows to be dangerous, fearsome, constricting, contractive, cruel, uh, oppressive, uh, and so on. And so it, it comes about that, really, that's why I speak about that which is the deep understanding that is beyond the mind. Precisely because you can see I've, I've spoken for quite a long time and I've only engaged to a certain level with the actual nature of the question because the nature of the question is it's created by mind which is in itself dualistic and cannot understand in that part of itself the oneness of the divine that the soul understands deep within. Blessings and peace. Mr. Fu, we just have uh, time for two more questions and the first question is this. It's about the difference between non-intervention and absenteeism and that is there are people on earth right now who are saying, okay, you know, the darkness pretty much is utilizing everything it can at its disposal to keep vast amounts of people enslaved. And they're utilizing everything. It's like it seems like they're getting every break in the world. And some people are thinking, okay, well, how about the light? You know, and we've heard that, well, the light's not going to interfere. We're not going to get any kind of interference because it wants to see how humanity does. And I'm curious to know why we're not seeing, at least on a physical level, more instances of the, the celestial coming through. If the celestial makes an appearance and it shows itself to be celestial in our reality, is that a false illusion of what celestial is? Or is celestial only able to come through through the hearts and minds of the individuals who are in the physical form right now? Um, and the next part to that question is that is celestial have true intentions of tra transforming the world or are they just kind of leaving this world to be the way it is and just letting humanity to figure it out? Are they just taking a step back and having no um, vested interest in transforming the world? Blessings and peace. Peace, beloved, yes and no to pretty much everything you said. Okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, who said the celestial are not appearing? Did you ever watch a flower in bud become 
you know, the beauteousness yes. of its nature? Did you ever look out and see the beauty that is all around you? Did you ever look into a person's eyes and realize the wonder of their being? Who is saying that the celestial is not appearing upon your earth? What is it that people have created here in terms of expectation, mythology, and then, you know, disappointment? What is it that has been created that people cannot be present in the here and now and realize their celestial nature? That's right. You said, can the celestial only appear, only, only appear in human form? <laughs> Beloved brother, you know, the God nature of each individual is the most extraordinary and wonderful presence. The power of love within each human heart is truly celestial. And so, yes, this, this is an expression that comes from the yearning, as I spoke about, of the human soul, to know that celestial is within, that there's nothing outside. They're not looking for something to come, you know, parachuting down from a cosmic explosion in the sky. No, that's, that's not what's going to happen. No, it is all around you. And yes, it is about changing within. Absolutely so. And no, no one is waiting or, or absenteeing or refusing to intervene. I assure you the beings have got their sleeves rolled up, so to speak, and are right amongst you all. Perhaps you can't see them. Perhaps people do need to wake up and develop and remember uh, that they have the capacity, actually, to see and hear celestial beings walking right there down the street, but they are non-physical. And, you know, if they wanted to show up in the physical, that's right, they would use an already existing human being. That is correct, and they are, actually. There are many celestial beings coming through. And so for those who do not believe it, well, that's fine. You know, if they do not believe it is true that uh, God walks the earth, God S walks the earth, uh, they do, however, need to awaken because the fact of the matter is there is just as much and, in fact, much more light amongst you than there is darkness. You just haven't noticed it. You're just looking in one direction only or perhaps involved in one direction if you are physical energy, in which case you need to take more time on the inside to bathe yourself in celestial energies. Because if you are called to work in areas of terrible conflict, it is wonderful service. And I really want to send you a great accolade of gratitude for your service. But that does not mean that is the only reality going on. It means that you have chosen to work there and that you need to every day bathe yourself in the healing energies of the divine for they will be very present with you the more you are called into service in the dark places. Try to remember this is a tiny, tiny corner of the universe, this earth, and yet it is a portal to the divine that through this earth and through this life you can gain access to the deep wonders of the universe. They are available for you. They are available through the powers of love within your heart. Blessings in peace. Blessings in peace, Mr. Fu. And the final question we have for you 
is get a lot of questions, and a lot of people want to know how is Little Foo doing. Want to know how Mr. Foo's inner child is doing, and uh, did Mr. Foo's inner child get everything he wanted for Christmas? <laughs> I love your last question. You know the thing I got for Christmas, beloved, was the wonderful service of all this beloved family who have made it possible for Chung Fu Channel to come about. And Chung Fu Channel is the deep soul immersions, the teleseminars, the ability to talk to my dear friends within your world, to gather my brothers and sisters for this ongoing evolution and revolution of mind and heart for the living spirit to come alive for the god force to pour into you all for the goddess energy to enliven you and bring so much softness into your hearts so yes indeed little fool is very happy and very happy to be little and to have a lot indeed in his heart and to give great thanks for all of you listening and for all of your love and for the continual evolution of our community across the whole world. Blessings and peace. Blessings and peace, Mr. Fu. This is exactly why I was trying – I mean, the first interview I had together, I was trying to sell you on coming into a life. This is it reminds me again because if you come and you take on a physical life incarnation, you're going to be the easiest person to shop for for Christmas. So, <laughs> I mean, it was, just, it was just awesome. Mr. Fu, I want to thank you. Thank you so, so much. Blessings and peace to you. Okay, everyone, that concludes today's edition of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to our great guests, Miss Sally Pollinger and Mr. Chung Fu. Also, special thanks as always to our virtues, Miss Carrie O'Connor, Miss Laura Lynn, Miss Lisa Kaza, and Miss Constance Ellis. To learn more about the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, please go to our website at OuterLimitsRadio.com. So next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. Thank you so much for listening. Have an unbelievable rest of the week. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything! Your friendly neighborhood Randall's is celebrating 50 great years. Stop in and find amazing deals down every aisle and great low prices on all the things that make summer just better. This week, use your Remarkable card and pick up Lucerne Dozen Large Eggs for only 69 cents each when you buy two or more. Limit four, please. And stop by Produce for a sweet deal on fresh green seedless grapes for just 97 cents a pound. Better deals, sweeter savings, bigger celebrations. Randall's, proudly serving Texas families since 1966.